1: Welcome to the iPhone edition, the June 29th edition of the Relevant Podcast, otherwise known forever and ever as iPhone Day. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is the iPhoneless uh, editorial crew, but, but if not, not for, for long, long. Exactly, editorial director Kara Davis. Hello. I'm. I'm gonna put money on the fact that this might. I mean, I know you have one more week. This might be the last Kara Davis edition. It might. I don't know. I, I don't know how much money I want to put on it, but...
0: Well, I've got a dollar Wendy bucks here. <laughs> All right. Win- Wendy's coupon.
1: Managing editor Adam Smith. I'm,
2: I'm too heartbroken to even say hello at this point. The thought of losing her? Yeah, the I thought know. of her not being here next week. I, I just don't even want to do this. Web content <laughs>
3: producer Jesse Carey. It is a scary and sad time. (laughs) There's a lot of uncertainty right now. I'm talking about the iPhone, though, because I really don't know what to expect.
1: (laughs) I am terrified at the thought of having to go for the most part of three months without Kara Davis Mm -hmm. leading our editorial brigade. I'm touched. I am not kidding. No, quit touching
0: me. (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: We're not letting you leave, Kara.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. That was a shackle that we just latched onto your ankle, so you have to stay. We've set up a birthing station here in the office. <laughs> and Nate will emcee. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: gosh. Now it's gone from sad and uncertain to uncomfortable. Like a Ruth song
3: from last week that crosses the line. <laughs> That's
2: right. That's I, what I, we did. Oh, we crossed tell. the line.
3: I I listened. I read a story on The Onion
0: is that where you get all your news? Yeah, no,
1: that and NPR. <laughs>
3: yeah, uh, but on the Onion they had a story about um, maternity plans in like China Chinese factories, and they're like, you know, under the new plans, women will get 15 minutes to give birth and <laughs> no. to meet their children <laughs> before they have to go back to work in their 18 hour. That's day. terrible. <laughs> wow. It was. What well, satire! It made me think. I, I read
1: one that made Thank me think, God for uh, America.
3: <laughs> I read one that made
2: me think of you, Cameron, in our very brief discussion last week. Uh, it said uh, enraged sopranos fan seeking closure shoots James Gandolfini.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was just
2: this picture of like James Gandolfini face down on a table.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, we are eating Point. cold delicious frosties right now because we had some very kind and astute interns not get them for us now but they picked them up at lunch when they were eating at Wendy's. Yeah, we didn't even ask. And we brought them back out of the kindness of their heart. See, that's the thing about you. Train them up, and when they're (laughs) old, they will not depart from... That's right. It's just in them.
0: And I'm liking this consistency. They've been in the freezer for probably an hour or so. It's a really nice consistency.
1: Yeah, it's not as soupy.
0: Mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not hard either. Yeah, I don't feel like a rush to eat it because, you know, when the Frosties are all melty. You the
1: basically to yeah, eat it really fast. Yeah, it's a it's race
0: chocolate tar.
3: milk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. then you just got a icy glass of chocolate milk, mm-hmm. which, which is nothing is, wrong with yeah,
2: that. Yeah. Hey, if that's your worst-case scenario, well, there ain't nothing don't wrong know. with that. I don't know. The, the consistency is supposed to be a certain way, and when it's not, it gets nasty. Like, we went to uh, Arby's, Yesterday, don't ask me why. It's another one of those situations where I sit there like, how did life bring me to this This is what my life is going to be. I feel ashamed. But uh, I I got a Jamocha shake at the beginning of my meal. My dad loves those. Bad idea. Because at the end of my meal, it basically was a consistency of lukewarm mop water.
1: Uh, And driving home... it was question. like I was question. Yes. How do you know what lukewarm mop water yeah. tastes like? <laughs> it's a time
2: of my life that I don't care to talk well, about. Well,
3: <laughs> Adam, the reason that they created the mocha shake was after you eat an Arby's meal, you're like, I got to get this taste out of my mouth. Yeah, I'll take a jamoka, <laughs> please. Yeah.
2: Essentially, but I got the taste out of my mouth with lukewarm dairy. Yeah, which okay. wasn't
1: a good idea. A mocha is that? It's chocolate mocha. What's the ja? Well. Jaffa. It, it, like coffee. So it's yeah, a flavor. coffee
0: mocha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: But but it's the consistency
3: so is pretty nothing much to do with frosty. With, it's nothing yeah. to
1: do with Jamaicans. No. No. Yeah. Okay.
0: See, I always thought it was a tapioca milkshake. Oh. I don't know why. As a child, mm. I was easily confused. I love tapioca. Confused.
2: I do too, but I don't know if I'd wanted a milkshake
3: for <laughs> and, and When I was in high
1: school... It would
2: just be like
3: bad curdled milk, <laughs> like
1: lumpy milk. Yeah, it's like a cottage cheese <laughs> <Yes>. shake. <laughs> mm.
3: In high school, I probably drank three to four Jamocha shakes a week. What? Yeah. Wow. Were you I, a portly fellow? <laughs> <laughs> I, I burned a lot of calories in high school. That's true. Playing sports. Yeah. But... yeah. Wow. And Jamo- Jamocha was my fuel. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why I burned out Bull. so fast. Did, so you actually, you actually went to Arby's. Oh, I would go to Arby's all the time. I actually, Man. I would go there. Like we would hang out. There was a bowling alley where we lived, and that was a thing to do. We'd go to the bowling alley on the weekend. And me and about ten of my friends would go to the same Arby's like every weekend. And the manager hated us because wow. we were so loud and messy. And just had a good time because it was this Friday is, night.
2: This is quite the town where a, a classy Friday night is Arby's followed by bowling.
3: <laughs> Reverse <laughs> that order.
2: You got the, the thing that bugs me about Arby's is they've got that five-for-five five deal Yeah, where it's like it's enticing you with a price, but no one should eat any even one of those menu items, let alone five. <laughs> Whenever- I feel like... One of the menu items should be like medical attention or something.
1: (laughs) Arby's always lures me in when I'm on a road trip and I've had regular kind of fast food too much. And then, oh, there's an Arby's.
0: It's alternate. It's it's
1: different. Yeah, Yeah. sure. And so you don't want fries or something. So you get one of those other things. Yeah, like jalapeno poppers, potato cakes. And it is always the low (laughs) light. It is always the lowest point of the trip. Yeah. Because (laughs) after it, you feel wrong. Honestly, it's like death.
2: It's like every time you see an Arby's. After about three months of not eating there, you forget that you've ever seen one before. <laughs> like Arby's, is that that fashionable bistro everyone's yeah. been <laughs> jawing about? My Why worst, I
3: must try it. My worst Arby's experience was when I bit into a chicken sandwich that was molten hot on the outside. And I bit in, and it was an ice a chicken ice in the middle. Mm.
1: <laughs> chicken ice. I don't, I don't feel good. It was like,
3: "Oh man, oh, I'm sick. I am very you, very sick. I do not feel good right now." <laughs> chicken ice. Take me away. Take me away. Go <laughs> to the
1: hospital. So what, what? They probably had a frozen nugget and they threw it in the fryer, but not long well, enough. Well, no,
3: it was a chicken sandwich. So that what they they probably like were like nuked it. Nuked it. But it's the it's the hot pottage syndrome, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm throwing up in my mouth <laughs> as we speak. I mean, it was I mean- the worst thing imaginable. You know, I mean, one, you're eating an Arby's chicken sandwich. The only thing worse is when you bite into one and you get a cut of their chicken meat that is like, has like a tendon running oh. right through
0: it. And you pull it's it and got you're, a like, vein in yeah, you're
3: like, it. and you're like tearing
1: it apart. It's like a rubber band. Yeah, and it's like, oh man, this isn't right. Have you ever had two pieces of it, like the bite in your mouth and the rest of it tethered by that rubber band tendon <laughs> oh, and you can't horrible. snap it? Yeah, that's horrible. It's dangling there.
2: Yeah. Well, what's really disturbing is when you get that in the roast beef. That to happen. Or the french fries. Arby's, I feel like...
3: Oh or, the, or the Jamocha.
2: Arby's has the greatest disparity between what the items look like on their menu and what they look like in real life. Like, on the menu, it's this nice, even stack of roast beef, and the cheese is kind of dribbling out the side seductively, and you get it, and it looks like someone
1: stepped on it. <laughs> All right, well, entertainment releases coming out tonight, June 29th, in theaters. We have Ratatouille, uh, the animated one. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. I received those blessings. Uh, (laughs) It's a Parisian cooking rat. Speaking of rats cooking in a kitchen Mm. at Arby's. (laughs) Yummy. There's a movie about it. Yeah. It's Ratatouille, the Arby's story. (laughs) Um, Tendon. (laughs) Starring Tendon the rat.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Warm Jamocha. Yeah, sidekick <laughs> Warm
1: Jamocha.
0: Yeah.
3: And diarrhea.
0: <laughs>
1: diarrhea is a, 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 a sassy sidekick who, yeah. well, that talks big, like Eddie Murphy. He has he's a real potty finale. mouth. <laughs> Zing! Oh, we're going to miss it. Yeah, he's in the big finale of the movie. <laughs> I think we need to appreciate everything Kara says today and just
0: yeah. remark. I had to fight on it for that one. It.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we we need to have some kind of sound effect that plays every time you
1: have a zinger. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you'll come back part time in two months, and I'll just, I'll, we'll just definitely make sure that we record the podcast while you're here. Yep. So really the podcast listeners are only gonna be sans Kara for eight weeks. And
0: I think you guys have some special plans for
1: Yeah, podcasts. we do. Yeah, we do. We'll take we're actually gonna take a couple weeks of the podcast on the road. We're gonna do some stuff out of the studio so we have some just to mix it up and distract you to the fact that Kara's not here. We're gonna try and do stuff like, Hey, look over yeah. here, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't pay attention to Kara. Introduce <laughs> some new
2: characters. Yeah. We're uh, definitely going to jump the shark on this. Yeah. I can tell you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, Summer we've got fun. a, yeah. a time traveling alien who lives in the the attic or something. Or <laughs> I'm going to
1: bring in a young cousin that I never,
3: yeah, never yeah, mentioned before. who comes
2: to live with a family. And yeah. he's he's real hip and uses all the
1: teenage vernacular.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: keeps us young. Yeah. Oh man, Kara's going to leave. We have thirty three thousand listeners each week. She comes back, we'll have four.
2: <laughs> Not four
1: thousand, mind you. No, four—the four. four of us <laughs> and my wife. Or the yeah. three of us and my wife.
2: Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, my wife doesn't listen.
1: Yeah. yeah, people here in the office don't listen because they're like, um, we listen to you guys all the yeah, time. Yeah, we have to put up in your mouth all day. Yeah, you know? honestly, like my
2: wife is like, I go out to lunch with you guys, and it's the same—the same deal
1: as listening to podcasts. Like, and like we mentioned a few weeks ago, bands follow us and play and serenade us while we eat. Yeah, mm-hmm. it happens all the time.
0: The staff really has um, become desensitized to our humor. Just yesterday, around five forty, <laughs> I was staring at a bike in the hallway, and I thought, "Gee, it would be really funny if somebody got on this bike and just started riding around the office." So I told Adam, "So you did it?" I said, oh. <laughs> "I would pay money if somebody jumped on this bike, rode around the office." And he said, "Well, how much?" I said, "About a dollar."
1: He a said, Wendy's "Done dollar? and done." <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so he jumps on the bike. I'm laughing hysterically just at the thought of it. And he rides through the entire office. Nobody looks up. Half the people yeah. didn't look up, and the ones Honestly. who did just looked at him and then looked back at their computer and kept working. It was, I love it to was hear sad. that. It was
1: sad. That is great productivity. <laughs> Good job to the staff.
0: It was I, so disappointing. I
2: thought it was so depressing. It's like, you know, all this, hey, everybody, fun and frivolity. And they're all like, and I'm it's a, it was a, a purple,
0: it was a purple beach cruiser. I mean, like. It was funny. It was funny.
2: <laughs> Next time, I'm going to go rip Taylor and just walk around with a bag of confetti and throw it on him. <laughs> Look at me. I'm on a bike. It's so funny. So going be like,
1: Adam,
3: you're going
2: to clean that Taylor.
1: up. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go, Adam, you're going to need to clean that up. <laughs> <laughs> you need, you need, that gets on my keyboard. Yeah, you can't just leave confetti on the
2: floor. That draws roaches. Seriously, dude. How old are we?
1: <laughs> also coming out in theaters tonight, we have Michael Moore's new documentary called Sicko. Exposing the inner workings of America's healthcare system,
2: getting rave reviews. Is it really? It is. I'm yeah. I'm not a uh, big fan of Michael Morris, a documentarian, but uh, <laughs> as a propagandist, or <laughs> right? <laughs> but this is getting great reviews. And uh, say what you will, he's usually entertaining, right?
1: Yeah.
0: I yeah. heard he was upset at, at Apple.
1: Yeah, he we, we reported on the website on Wednesday. The uh, he went on a rampage after the screening of his documentary, uh, saying that. Uh, Apple and Steve Jobs were out like yeah, to 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 spike attention away from yeah. Sico. They're trying to take attention away and and Steve Jobs is a known very active and uh, ad, uh democrat and he's saying how could he call himself a liberal if he's trying to cover up trying the healthcare trying to system silence
2: my film.
1: Yeah. What? Yeah,
2: it's like dude I'm sure Apple planned for Months in advance to release this on the same day as Michael Moore's movie. Yeah, yeah it's absurd.
1: like, well, that's fine. When should we release the iPhone? Well, let's find out when Michael Moore's releasing yeah, his next and film, let's, and let's, let's just stick it, it, it to him. Yeah,
2: you know, I think the real tragedy here is it's going to take attention
1: away from Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> and also coming out in theaters is Live Free or Die Hard, the uh, the uh, the latest in the Die Hard series, the rootin' tootin'est
3: gun shootin'est movie of all time. It does look awesome. And the guy yeah. from the Apple commercials is in it. Um, yeah, the guy from Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah.
2: So why would Apple want to work against the the movie weekend?
3: That's when, true. Yeah, when it has when the very one,
2: personification of Mac.
1: Wouldn't it be awesome if, if the bad guy at the very end Was is the, the
2: PC John Hodgman?
1: guy? Yeah. <laughs> It'd be Hilarious. Yeah. Album's coming out on Tuesday, July third. It's a very uh, very slim pickings, like any holiday time, it's a holiday week. But we have Velvet Revolver coming back with libertad all right then, or to, libertad the next or two. libertad <laughs> <laughs> the next two are actually on sunday sunday the
3: of, 7th because it's seven seven oh seven. Seven seven oh seven. so it's just a clever time to release an album we it's have not a tuesday
1: we have striper with the rocks regime demos finally <laughs> <laughs> and smashing pumpkins is back with zeitgeist yeah long uh awaited reunion album i guess yeah um oh. From Smash Pumpkins, and it's really only when when they say
3: reunion, it's really just Billy Corgan and Jimmy Chamberlain. Yeah, that's right? it.
2: No James e- James e- Ha, no Darcy Ratzky. Yeah. I, However, I, the new bass player is a girl from Luna Halo.
3: Really? Uh huh. When Dustin Kintrew was here, he said that it was one of. He kind of hinted, like, "Well, one of my uh, friends, who's a girl, is auditioning."
1: Hmm. All right, that'll do it for Entertainment Releases. Up next, As slices. Listening to Arctic Monkeys. The song is Fluorescent Adolescent. I like rhyming names. Yeah. It's playing right now over at Relevant.tv. At the beginning of the podcast, you actually heard the Hoosiers with the song Worried About Ray, and that is the featured video this week over at Relevant.tv. Gee, I wonder where the Hoosiers are from England. Oh, well. That was unexpected. They're an English band.
2: (laughs) I guess it's kind of like of Montreal, being from like Ohio or something.
1: I guess they thought it was ironic. Or maybe Hoosiers means something over there that we're not aware of.
0: Mm. Potatoes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And now with slices, here's Kara.
0: A nationwide poll released this week showed that young adults ages 17 to 29 are becoming increasingly, I guess, liberal, you could say, or favoring the Democratic Party. Ooh. And they're paying attention to the presidential race. Wait,
1: party favors?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: What would a liberal party favor be? A uh, donkey pinata. Anything from
0: Spencer's gifts? Oh,
1: that is true. <laughs> well played. <laughs> Randy. <laughs>
0: 54% of them said they intend to vote for a Democrat uh, in the upcoming presidential election. And most of them are only aware of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Oh,
2: that's... We're so educated. it's encouraging.
0: Fifty-four percent said they believe same-sex couples should be permitted to get married, and thirty-seven percent said uh, abortion should be generally available.
3: Yeah, interesting. that's interesting. I think beyond just the the moral, I guess, issues that um, a lot of Christians focus on politically, you know, the Democrat Party has become a little bit more appealing. I think just because of the current sort of vitriol that a lot of the media has towards you know the bush administration
0: so i guess the moral of the story is if you if you're not feeling the same way as the almost well as the majority of those people polled then get active politically
2: Um, well speaking of uh political maneuvering there's a, a movement going into effect in england that would ban smoking from the local pubs now of course. In England, it's a fairly time-honored tradition to sit around in a pub and be able to smoke. And so this is causing quite quite a bit of a ruckus. Well, one pub has found an interesting way around this. They've turned their bar into an embassy for a remote Caribbean island called Redonda. Okay? And by being an embassy, they're actually considered foreign soil. Now, it should be known that this island is entirely uninhabited. It's about one square mile. Uh, but it appears that all their legal proceedings are actually going to go through, and they will be classified as the embassy of redonda.
0: This and is a loophole in the law it's
2: a loophole in the system because this way they're foreign soil so that they're not uh they don't fall under the jurisdiction of British law, so that means that people can smoke in the pub and they can't charge uh they won't be charged taxes on their drinks, so that means uh, a lot cheaper drinks.
0: No, there has to be a drawback other than the rampant spread of cancer. Uh, are they, is there, you know, do they own the plot of land? Do they have to
2: no, pay tax, actually, more
0: taxes on the land? or what? Actually,
2: they don't own the plot of land. Right now, um, the The land, the one thing that might cause them some trouble is that Rodona is technically a dependency of Antigua. So, it's not uh, a sovereign nation in and of itself.
3: So can it, but it can have an embassy. It, it can have a, uh,
2: a consulate. They, uh. they're already the official consulate for a donor. Um, however, there's, there's some, uh, some confusion as to whether or not they can actually have an embassy, but all the paperwork is in order. They're trying to push it all through from a, a legal standpoint. So, I guess they're going to find out pretty soon whether or not they'll be the official embassy and
3: have diplomatic status. So it's basically like duty-free there. Mm-hmm. Duty. Yeah, it's like a big duty-free store. Um, <laughs> not like Harvey's. No. Which is not no free there's no way that
2: is duty-free.
3: Um, well, the, the two MySpace founders, Krista Wolf and Tom Anderson, Tom's the guy that when you sign up, he's your first friend. He's, Tom. he's a very popular virtual person. And he's actually a real person, too. Mm-hmm. But... MySpace sold um, the company to News Corp, which is Rupert Murdoch's huge media conglomerate. Fox. Yeah, Fox. A- anything Fox? Fox News? Fox Television? Um, don't foxes they- actually in the woods? Yeah, actual an- the actual animal. Swift. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but they they sold Very it. Attractive women. <laughs> they sold it. <laughs> Fox. <laughs> Um, from, from the sixties, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Retroactively, Powers, yeah. <laughs> girlfriends. Um, they sold it for five hundred and eighty million dollars, so they did all right on the sale of their little social networking site. But they would actually still retained a position at MySpace, um, and News kept them on. Well, they're about to. Their contract is up for renegotiation in October. And between the two of them, they're asking for a fifty million dollar two year deal. Now it would basically give them twelve and a half million dollars a piece per year which that is a a tremendous amount of money, especially since they made more than half a billion dollars in the sale of their website. Now, they're arguing that because of MySpace, even though it has a lot of competitors now, it's still pretty dominant in the social networking world and on the internet, MySpace is still huge. Um, So they're arguing that they're worth that much money. But people, media watchers are saying that if news corp gives in and meets their salary demands it's going to anger a lot of people because there's a lot of fortune 500 ceos that don't make 15 million or 12 and a half million dollars a year and much less ceos within the news corp or organization who have been paying their dues for a long time in the different divisions so i don't it, make that much million? I don't make that much. Really?
0: Just a shade under? I wonder how much expenses they had in the development of the site.
3: Well, I think initially, I don't really think they had too much financial backing. Um, I think it was kind of a grassroots thing um, that just sort of evolved. Um, But I'm sure at this point they have... Lots of financial resources. I know that they're developing right now MySpaceTV.com.
2: Really? They to be MySpace Records.
3: Yeah, they have MySpace Records, and they have their hand in a lot of pies, as they say, in the biz. <laughs> it's
1: amazing considering <laughs> how busy they is. are. Yeah. Yeah. They have the time. Just take their hands and Yeah, pies. well, they, they also bake.
3: have MySpace baked goods. That's <laughs> one of their divisions. They yeah, make a they, lot of pies, and they it, hand-test them all. They are delicious, yeah. So that keeps him busy, too. If, if Tom is around come October, because that's when the contract negotiations are up, they may have actually given in to his tremendous request.
1: So, so
2: if he's still your friend.
1: Yeah. I have an announcement in October. I am taking over Tom's position at MySpace. <laughs> and did, did you come in with a low bid? I like did. Low and them. $10 million. Yeah, dollars. It's yeah. only $10. I, I said I could do it for 10 and they said, well, that's a deal. Let's do it. You're hired. Yeah. So
0: what position did they retain after the sale? The Are they... Uh, Top friend. Webmasters. <laughs> working their fingers to the bone.
2: No. Yeah, they have to personally approve
3: oh, all profile comments.
2: <laughs> yes, no, yes, no, yeah, yes, no. It yes. takes a lot of time.
3: Also, on top of the salary, they asked for an additional $15 million to invest into other- Like uh, MySpace records and stuff? Yeah, to invest in other internet ventures relating to MySpace. So there's a lot on the line here, Um, especially since it wasn't too long ago when MySpace was just a grassroots social networking site.
2: You know, speaking of Fox News, um, I actually got this uh, slice off of Fox News. Frivolous (laughs) lawsuits are always funny. Of course, we all know about the uh, $54 million pants lawsuit. That, the, that did not... Did not, yeah. The the judge found in favor of the dry cleaners and sanity in general. <laughs> um, well, a Michigan woman now is claiming... And this actually sounds like a good marketing slogan. She's claiming Starburst are dangerously chewy, right? Come on. <laughs> I am not kidding. Um, she bit into a starburst and sustained uh permanent personal injuries she says uh basically it locked and pulled her jaw out of joint wow and so
0: i lost a tooth as a child on a starburst
1: really they're dangerously chewy and
0: did i sue wait well, yeah. were
1: you like 6 and you had teeth that needed to come out yeah oh, okay so it wasn't it. like you were like 14 <laughs> and just hadn't brushed in a while
2: <laughs> well they're dangerously chewy you can't you can't push it off on a lack of oral hygiene uh, however, she is suing for only twenty five thousand dollars, so you know it's not it's not like the pants. Um, but she says, "I don't want to see anybody else have to go through what I have gone through from eating a piece of candy that was supposed to be soft chew." <laughs> I'm wondering if I can bring uh, a multi-million dollar lawsuit against them for the mental anguish I've suffered from that ridiculous berries and cream commercial.
3: (laughs) Berries and cream. I thought that was Skittles.
2: No, that's Starburst. Starburst. Uh, Skittles is the singing rabbit. I would also like
1: to see that.
3: Ah, uh, Why do you always
1: do it? (laughs) Wait, wait. I I heard, speaking of commercials, uh, my wife told me that you do a dead-on... Rendition of the texting commercial. Why? Why would you do this? Come on! I haven't heard it, and I really want to because I think it's a funny commercial.
3: <laughs> Beth Ann WU. This phone bill. That's what's up. Who have you been texting fifteen times a day? I decay my BFF Jill. Well, you can tell your BFF Jill that I'm taking away your phone. OMG! IMDb. This phone bill—that's what's IMDb. Sorry, I'm taking away the phone. T I S N F. Me paying this phone bill—that's what's S-D-N-F. What
2: Do you doing? know how many times yeah. I've heard that sitting, sitting <laughs> across today. from Jesse? Yeah, yeah, yeah just seriously, today, just today.
3: And I actually text that to people. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll just mess with them and I'll I'll text them T I S N F or like I decay my BFF Jill <laughs> just to get a rise because I know they hate it.
2: And it's actually like it's infuriating to me even the regular commercial because it just shows the breakdown of the English language (laughs) that text messaging has caused. I think it's
3: on America's youth. I think it's on more than any other commercial in history.
1: Well, Well, at at least least in our our market. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Somebody in Seattle may be going, what
0: right now?
2: The, The thing that really bugs me is now you actually hear kids talking like that, like actually using abbreviations for everything. And it's like our language is actually suffering because of, text messaging because of being lazy it it started
0: long before that I mean
3: yeah is it suffering if
2: if my fair lady is to be
0: no I I I I am English teacher children how to
2: speak
1: (laughs) chat rooms you know they were just you know and then I am and message boards people aren't uh, punctuating I mean people have been complaining about this email yeah for five ten years I I find maybe
2: it's good because of my role here at the magazine but I cannot make myself punctuate incorrectly or spell incorrectly, or abbreviate in IMs or text
3: messages. Well, here's, here's the thing: I can't make myself do it. Here's the thing, Adam. Go ahead and read a King James Bible, okay? <laughs> and then compare it to how we talk today. Because you know, King James, if he if he heard us, you know, talking right now, he would be up in arms, you know. So one day we'll be listening to a podcast when we're older of kids just talking in abbreviations, you know, just the evolution of language. Wow a sad evolution
0: you used a (laughs) contraction in that sentence
3: (laughs) yeah
0: it's a slippery slope
3: and I feel like less of a person for it yeah contractions it's the same thing so it is the same thing let's lay off the kids
1: let us lay off the kids (laughs) (laughs) okay that's it for slices next up your new issue preview
3: when I do wrong I am with God she thought
0: When I feel lost,
1: I am not at all. If you're listening to Bright Eyes, the song is Hot Knives. I just like saying it like that. They're really effective for room temperature butter. <laughs> or even cool butter.
3: Yeah, yeah, it works too. Yeah, yeah, any kind of, um, any kind butter, of butter or margarine. Yeah,
1: yeah that's true um playing right now over at relevant.tv okay so it's it's the 29th so in two days relevant magazine the july august issue will debut on newsstands nationwide because you know we it's kind of like the iphone there's a countdown Mm -hmm. with retailers they don't just put it out there when the box shows up they are under lock and key keeping it until exactly 1201 the morning of july 1st and it it
2: has amazing functionality Possibly the most intuitive interface of any magazine that we've yet put out. <laughs> I mean, you can oh, open oh, okay. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, ph- I
1: was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I, I was very, very confused. All right, so we're going to try and uh, give you a good little behind-the-scenes highlights. We're not going to just take you page by page because, you know, we want you to read it for yourself, truthfully. So the July-August issue of Relevant Magazine is en route, en route to uh, everybody... Uh, who subscribes which I hope is is the majority of you uh, the cover story is with Modest Yahoo you know if you know who he is he's a Jewish reggae rapper artist modest yahoo very very cool music from the essence of We've been trying to get an interview with him for well over a year. It was
2: a really interesting conversation. He's a super laid-back dude, but very introspective, uh, very, very deep. Basically, any question you ask him, he answers with a very long, involved, and well-thought-out response. He's the only person that I've come across who can simultaneously be mellow and intense.
1: (laughs) There's an ad in the magazine for RandomShirts.com, and they have several of their random shirts displayed. And one of them is one of them says unicorn. The other white meat. <laughs> <laughs> the lead slice is on Evan Almighty. Uh, we talked to Steve O'Dakirk, the writer, screenwriter of Evan Almighty, and also Bruce Almighty. And so there, that's the lead slice. And anytime you can get Steve Carell pictured in the magazine, it's a good issue in my book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have to point out here real quick. Also on this page, there's a small thing on. An indie compilation album coming out, playing off of, now that's what I call music, but it's basically going to be all indie artists and stuff, and and ended it by writing, somewhere Bob Dylan is turning in his grave right now, right?
0: I don't know why we wrote that.
1: Because I thought it, it was funny, it was because Jeff, he's not dead. Because he's right? still alive. And, uh, it's ironic. yeah, it's ironic. And we got a, a letter today. I, I saw like, that letter. Uh, guys, Bob Dylan's not dead. Oops. Like, Like, Uh, trying to, like, let us know that he's not dead and we have a factual error in the magazine. Are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah.
2: And I'm like, that... He's only one of the most famous musicians in the world. Of course we wouldn't know whether he was alive
3: or
1: dead. So I wrote the person back and I was like, yeah, that was the point. I heard. Bob, Thanks
3: for reading. I heard Bob Dylan goes to his grandchild's <laughs> elementary. His grave. His yeah, gra- yeah. I read this. Yeah, because Jacob Dylan, you know, Wallflowers guy, I guess, <laughs> has a child who's in elementary school. So Bob Dylan will go to the elementary school and perform songs for the elementary school children. poor, horrified children.
2: Yeah, what could be more exactly.
3: terrifying to <laughs>
2: elementary school? That's what it
3: said in the story. It
2: said that like most of the kids are kind of creeped out by him. <laughs> Come gather gather round.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: The rest of the podcast will be unintelligible Mumbling.
1: It's the Bob Dylan edition.
3: See,
0: Bob Dylan is actually a zombie. Yeah. He
3: is, actually dead. He is ha- Like, I, One of my roommates in college saw him in concert. And I was like, what was it like? He was like, kind of like a corpse.
1: <laughs> and that corpse is turning in his grave right now. Yeah. He's not dead, guys. Oops. That <laughs> oops was the most condescending oops I've ever read in my life.
0: Yeah, after oops. I saw that email I was like, did we really say that he died somewhere? I was really confused.
1: <laughs> yeah, see the problem with our editorial workflow is that you guys get the issue done and then you give it to me and I stick stuff in it that sometimes you guys see again and sometimes you don't and I don't I know if got you guys Easter
0: eggs. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if
1: you guys saw that one again. So. Well, I, I was aware of it, because you actually asked me, do you get this? Yeah, I called I you said, and I read yeah. it to him and said, is this... Is d- Bob Dylan dead? <laughs> yeah, I had to fact check, because I thought yeah. he was dead. It's like, no, in fact, he is alive. However, this might
2: make for some, some fun irony.
0: <laughs> Man, well, backed by popular demand is Deeper Walk. That's right.
2: When
1: Collier.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's got a, a smooth, Coming cool new layout. It has increased functionality. It's not necessarily what it does, it's the
3: way it does it. <laughs> it's the brilliance of it. That's
1: my yeah. life motto. <laughs> the scene is with Tokyo this week, uh, this month, this bi month. Yeah. It's with Tokyo. Pretty excited about that. Spotlights on Ben Investor, The Showdown for all the face melters, Page France, and Red Cloud. Nice mix there. Uh, and features, uh, again, we're just going to make it a little quicker, but we have The Fold. Q&A with Mike Chino. Mike is a world-renowned designer. Um, You've seen his work, whether you know it or not, but we do have a sampling of some of his art and stuff in there. Funny, I got an email from Mike yesterday. He's like, well, I guess the magazine's out because I'm starting to get a lot of emails saying, hey, I didn't know you were a Christian. (laughs) (laughs) He is. Uh, He's he's done design for Fox Sports, Coke, Microsoft, MTV. He actually did MTV.com a couple years ago. Adobe, Apple. I mean, he's the best of the best. And uh, he has a website called WeWorkForThem.com. Kind of like, a, kind of like
3: Van Damme. <laughs> best of the, best.
1: the top of his game. Yeah. Jean-Claude. Is it, is it, Somewhere Jean-Claude Van Damme is, is, a Van is Damme turning Damme. in his grave right now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he also build, visits elementary schools.
1: Hey, <laughs> <laughs> scares the children. Yeah.
0: yeah, what happened to him? Did he die? <laughs>
1: no. His name is Vin He's, Diesel now. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I think I people just
3: realized him. that he kept making Kickboxer over and over again. Yeah. All right, Van Damme. and this one, you're on a journey, and you get an illegal fighting ring. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: that's every yeah. Van Damme movie. And you have to Kickbox your way to freedom. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. I actually saw a prison movie that took itself really serious. And it was with Van Damme, and about halfway through, he got involved in a legal underground prison fighting league, and that was how he eventually got he out. He kickboxed his way to that freedom. It is every... It is the plot of every... Even Street he, Fighter, he was it, adapted. He it kickboxed it. a tunnel out of the
2: prison.
1: Yeah. How is there an underground fighting league in a prison? I mean, oh, when was is in, there a large room of men who to fight without any supervision? No, well, that's well, the thing. It was you're uh, giving this movie a lot of grace.
3: <laughs> no, hang on, no. No, the movie took its pride in itself on being very authentic, because it was the eastern Bloc, some eastern european country where he was imprisoned for killing the murderer of his wife and the guards he
1: kickboxed the, the, right.
3: the, the guards were in on the fighting ring and were t- doing bets and stuff
1: uh, we also have an interview with patty griffin great new album yeah that's really exciting We also have a story about Eric Mirandette.
0: It's hard to encapsulate in like a sentence. <laughs> Basically, he and his brother motorbiked across Africa helping out different uh, humanitarian organizations. Kind of felt called of God to do that. And right as they ended their trip, they got they were in the wrong place at the wrong time and there was a bomb yeah, in a marketplace in, in Cairo. And his brother was killed. Yeah, and so this is kind of like his journey of just the aftermath of that. Yeah,
2: kind of the the journey that he was on, and then the journey he's been on since.
1: We also did a eight page feature on homelessness and have a. Photo essay by Jeremy Cowart, photographer in Nashville, friend of ours, and a story by Mallory Gabbard, who who actually went and lived on the streets for a little while just to gain perspective and kind of a heart for uh, the homeless.
2: Yeah, this is some of the most stunning photography I've ever seen in our magazine.
1: What Uh, I love about it is it tells their stories just visually. Yeah, you know, it's just like looking at this person. They are not a homeless person. They're a person with a a story. Yeah. Yeah
2: and I think that that's what we were shooting for is confronting people with the reality of you know so many times we walk by people on the streets and we never really notice them and this the, this whole feature is about confronting people with it and saying no you have to notice people you know these are, are human beings it confronts you with the reality of that
1: we also have a feature here with the Decembrists
3: you know who they remind me of Who played? they kind of remind me of Dan Marino yeah, yeah, I
2: can
1: Maybe see. They that. kind of have this like. Wouldn't it be the quite... band Marino kind of reminds you of the Decemberists? Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, well, both. When I hear them, I am like, oh, they remind me, but they have this they sort tour of together. Yeah, they have this <laughs> sort of folky take on indie rock. They're also very narrative. Both of the bands, mm-hmm. the songs all tell stories, and we have a Decemberists video on Relevant TV um, that is an actual short film. And we have
1: the two thousand seven Relevant Magazine Summer Reading Guide.
0: There are so many good books that. That come out every season, and it's hard to talk about them all, and we only have a few spaces to do reviews in the back, so we kind of did a a conglomerate, I guess. We broke them down into categories, social justice, literary, spiritual, and pop culture, so there's a little something for everyone.
1: One of the coolest things that we've been able to do is uh, this uh, Q&A with Anne Lamont and the photo shoot with her. We were able to sit down with her in California recently, and uh, just I, I really enjoyed this Q and A. It's a real good glimpse at her. She's
0: cool. someone we, we wanted to talk to for a long time, and this just happened to to um, be the right timing. And and I'm glad that we got her now. And just the things that she says is you know worldview broadening.
3: I mean, she's such a prominent voice. I've seen her on Oprah. You know, if they are on Oprah. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> and
2: you know she was well respected as an author even before she wrote any kind of any kind of Christian books mm-hmm. but uh, my personal favorite part of this feature is th- something that brought Kara a lot of joy the a certain question and the question in totality is and then you read Kierkegaard and Kara somehow always heard that in the voice of James Lipton from Inside the Eye <laughs> well and yeah, and then you read Kierkegaard yeah
0: the guy is talking about her conversion and And uh, how she sensed the presence of God even in the midst of alcohol and drug abuse. And you know, he was trying to get to the, you know, what was the point of her conversion? Instead of asking that, he said, and then you read Kierkegaard. (laughs) And I just kept channeling James Lipton. Lipton.
3: One of the greatest works ever made by humans. (laughs) It is
2: like looking into the face of God and seeing Him smile back and say, "You are my most beautiful creation."
1: (laughs) And our usual assortment of music and book reviews are in the back. It's a fun issue. I love I love it when we can have in-depth interviews with people who have something to say about faith on the cover. You know, uh, the thing with Modest Yahoo is really kind of a landmark interview a, for us.
2: It's a big issue, too. So you got a lot of bang for your buck.
1: Yeah, 116 it's pages. Supersized. It is. is it Summer is. issue... Uh, usually is a little thinner than the other ones and actually this one went the other direction so that's great.
2: And uh, it'll store 7 gigs of your music
3: uh, <laughs> if, you put, if you put CDs in
1: it. has Wi-Fi which is cool.
3: Uh-huh. Excited about the Wi-Fi. Alright. Mm.
1: So, All right. so uh, that'll do it for your new issue preview. Up next, feedback. You're listening to Fujiya and Miyagi. The song is Ankle Injuries. Jesse's had one of those recently.
3: Oh, it was nasty. A little basketball accident,
1: but I'm recovering well. That's good. That's real good. We had a big intern barbecue on Saturday at my house. Wait,
0: fr- you barbecued a big intern? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were delicious. Jim is no longer with us.
2: <laughs> well, he kind of took a gamble by being here. <laughs> um...
1: So anyway, they all came over, and a few staffers uh, graced us um, with their presence. And after we <laughs> ate some severely charred hamburgers, we went across the street to the park and played a game of kickball. And Jesse was not able to participate because of his wonky ankle.
3: Well, not not completely unparticipatory. Yeah, you pitched a little while. I pitched a couple innings before before the old ankle game. And
1: there was one team primarily made up of staffers and one team completely interns, and the team primarily made up of staffers slaughtered the other team. And notice, the other team was beating us while you were playing, and then when Hendo took your spot, we pulled away.
3: I was trying to even it out. (laughs) I was soft toss out there, you know? (laughs) I got to make it fun.
1: So, Ankle Injuries by Fujiya and Miyagi, playing right now over at Relevant.TV.
3: It's uh, dedicated to Jesse. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, told, I wrote the guys and said, thanks for writing the song for me.
1: Well, last week we asked you for relevant mascot ideas, relevant podcast mascot ideas. And you guys did not disappoint. We got several very good visual contributions. I am surprised. Yeah, uh, a couple of them were just good sketches and a couple of them were actual works of art. And I will post them all at the, at the uh, podcast stuff page at com, So you can check out the art pieces because some of them you've just got to see. One of them here, Tony sent in one painting of an adaptation of The Flame, and um, it's... You, you want to jump on and take it for a ride? Yeah. It looks so welcoming. It, it
2: looks kind of like a tauntaun. It is one Star of the Wars greatest out there.
3: It's, it's the greatest piece of. Are you one one choked
0: of, up, Jesse?
3: I am. One <laughs> of the greatest pieces of art ever <laughs> <and> created <laughs> by humans <laughs> in this century. <laughs> one um, of the coolest pieces of feedback we've ever gotten. Yeah, it, it's been
2: five. It makes they, Leonardo um, da Vinci look like a five-year-old with no hands. <laughs>
1: He he basically, he uh, he sent it to us and then he wrote back and said, You know what, I forgot to include the mascot's name. I think I shall call him Annie the mascot for any time, anywhere. Wow. So I liked it better I, before he sent in the yeah, name. I like yeah. everything but the name. <laughs> <laughs> I like I I wanna write it. I think it should be a statue out front. You can jump on it like a Ronald McDonald's statue <laughs> in front of McDonald's. He's He's very a fiberglass. One,
3: one of my uh, favorites is from a for, actually a former staffer who's in Geneva right now. Aaron Maurer, Aaron Maurer. you may remember. Um, not all the listeners, but Cameron. I remember him, <laughs> yes. He's in Geneva, Switzerland, and he still listens to the podcast. And Where he, is his connection to English? <laughs> hey, Aaron. <laughs> he, yeah, hey, Aaron. Uh, thanks doing, for buddy?
1: sending in, man. Um, we should enunciate very correctly for him since we're um, his only connection to English yeah,
3: he, he needs to stay fresh no I D K B F F BFF joke. Yeah, <laughs> he was probably shuddering during that part <laughs> um, and his mascot is Stephen the Jesus Christ lizard now <laughs> if you know what, a Jesus lizard there is an actual animal in the wild yeah. it's a lizard that runs on top of the surface of the water and if you've ever oh, seen sweet. a video yeah. it is hilarious and the got, legs are like paddles just like the the picture that Aaron yep, sent in for true. us. Makes um, so much
0: more sense now.
3: Yeah, and so if you've ever seen a video online, I'm sure you can go and find one of the Jesus lizard. It runs on water and it looks like it has like is high, if you've ever seen football players do high knees, yeah. that's what the Jesus it's lizard like, looks like. It's like it's running
2: through uh, through
3: car tires. It is so mm-hmm. hilarious because it runs so fast with so high knees. It's maybe the most or, hilarious. Or doing the
0: Lord of the yeah. Dance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: And it kind of pinwheels its arms too. Like it's about to lose its balance. I'm on water here. I dare I say, it (laughs) may be
3: as funny as a flying squirrel. Um, Why
0: don't people have those as pets?
3: Some people do. Because they get away. The Jesus lizard? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How would you catch it? Yeah, if it just took off on a lake. Well, there he goes. <laughs> you
0: can't go after him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I can't walk that on
3: water. That was good while it lasted. But he said that not only was Stephen um, the name of a famous uh, martyr in the Bible, and also the name of Stephen Colbert, Aaron thinks it's funny when animals have a normal human-sounding name. Like. For instance, naming a dog Eugene is just automatically <laughs> hilarious. That's, true. So that's I like why it's that. Stephen. So right, I hey, had
0: a female bird named Larry Bird.
1: <laughs> next like next look at him go. Next dog I get is gonna be Charles Barkley. Um, okay, so I have I have a, a box of snacks here. Some candies. More snacks? Anybody want to guess the country that it's from? Lithuania. No. He said Lithuania, I'm gonna say Belgium. It's from Japan.
0: Wow. wow. We're big in Crusader. Japan. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. It's uh, from a listener in Tokyo named Adam Probola. And he said, Thought you might like some more snacks from Japan. The puka and haichu you had from Saipan are actually Japanese snacks. Puka. I included some more Haichu, which I enjoyed. Yeah. I yeah, ate. Do in, not eat another. I I pack ate entire pack. pack. <laughs> I'm going to sue that them. Is though
3: very bad for you. My jaw got so jacked up after one of those. 25 grand they owe me. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, he sent some more Haichu, so I'll claim those. I enjoyed them. Lotus root chips, goya. They're bitter but good. He says. Goya chips and some squid jerky. Squid oh, jerky.
0: Hmm. No. Ty Meyer. Mayer. Uh, says we need a team of mascots, so he's come up with four of them.
1: Would they fight other teams of mascots?
0: I don't know. There are the twins, Russell and Bert. Russell is always working out and has an awkwardly huge smile all the time. Bert has a gun, no said. <laughs> There's also Rocket Man. As the title states, he's on a rocket slash missile. Oh, my. He is from Texas. <laughs> and smell of course, that? No. There is an usher. Why? I have no idea, but he looks really cool with his stash. Not eating that. You that's can like name a, him.
2: That's
3: fishing bait. <laughs> I'm sorry,
2: Kara. If it, I
0: get a whiff of that, I'll pass it, out. It,
3: it, seriously, it is, is, so it is awful.
0: <laughs> Take it outside.
3: <laughs> it, it smells like a dead. I'm going to go fish. throw it
1: on Jeremy Caddy's desk. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't <laughs> waste it. Seriously, I, I want to. It was a gift. Do you smell that? Maybe no.
3: It's a okay. I, I got, I got hey, one more. These,
1: these snacks here, like uh, the ones from Saipan, had you know the name was in another language, but the the ingredients and stuff was in English. These are in pure Japanese, and I have God, no idea those what those we're puka. about to eat. Uh, I don't know those two. Two right there. One's Goya chips, and one's Puka. <laughs>
3: Uh, just to inform the listeners, Adam opened the squid jerky, and we were suddenly transported to a porta potty on top of a pier.
0: <laughs> Honestly, it was
3: like the dumpster outside of a cheap sushi restaurant. <laughs> yeah, it was the dumpster behind Long
1: John Silver. Yeah. <laughs> no offense to the guy, saying the other stuff looks good. I, <laughs> so thank you, Adam, for almost making Adam and
2: oh gosh, and can vomit. still smell it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he said he said it's, it was not food it's fish bait fishing bait yeah
2: honestly I think most fish and like a bottom feeding sucker fish would turn up its nose at that.
3: <laughs> I hope he has a sense of humor because I'm sure it's not cheap yeah. to ship a box from Japan. We re, we do appreciate the thought. But yeah, I'm going to eat some of the other stuff. The high choose is on its Everything like else that. is great. Really, I love these things. It's really cool to have something from Japan. We're just messing around about the squid jerky because that we don't have. That he sent that because it was gross. These people are trying to send us stuff.
1: You know, like like <laughs> alcoholic candy.
3: Well, I got I got one more if we. Going to do it real quick it's from brian uh and his is a mighty relevant podcast fighting bird smoothie (laughs) and it is pretty sweet oh sweet oh that's really awesome yeah i like that
0: we could offer that as a um a downloadable coloring page it's not it's it's, just an outline so we could have a coloring contest
3: and he, he claims to have done it in my favorite Office application, which is MS Paint.
1: No, he said he didn't have time to paint it in MS Paint. He just drew it. Oh, this was by hand. By hand, and he said I couldn't. I didn't have time to color it in MS Paint. Alex Broussard has a very disturbing one here yeah it, it's he says he thinks the best mascot for us would be kara's baby in an m&m costume
2: with with no real explanation as to why the baby
1: would be in an m&m <laughs> <costume>. well the <laughs> most
0: disturbing part of that email is the photo attached <laughs> that's There's what the baby's
1: gonna look like
0: a nude male with a uh, what i went, with an m&m costume <laughs> on
1: well uh, it's a man wearing the M&M costume and we don't see any clothing other than the M&M costume it's
0: really white the shoes and white gloves well
2: I think that the most disturbing part is when he says while playing my favorite multiplayer RPG RuneScape <laughs> <laughs> that's the part I was disturbed by and then he put PS RuneScape rules <laughs> yeah <laughs> No social interaction rules. Maybe.
3: <laughs> I just don't know why the guy, the Eminem man, could be wearing pants.
0: I know, or at least tights.
3: Yeah, it's just it's just about
0: bare leg. Yeah,
3: three feet of bare leg coming out of bare shaped leg.
0: legs.
1: Bare legs. <laughs> we were lucky. Triton Ahern. I think that's how you say his name. He actually did a poster, a mascot poster for the for the University of Relevant magazine, and uh, I have a copy of the poster here. There's actually four or five mascots on the poster. <laughs> he has the Tire Irons of Pain, the Staren Scruffies, which is the uh, the dramatic rodent from last week, mm-hmm. the Dynamo Badgers, the Bird Smoothians, which is Gary Busey, and the Bible Master Buseys. So, uh, <laughs> I
2: like the idea of having Busey. <laughs> As a
1: ma- mascot. Just as Bucy. Well, yeah. but he
2: would wear a big foam Busey head that would look <laughs> just like his head. Only just, larger. It's just
1: a large mouth with huge teeth. Yeah. That's all it is. It's yeah. a walking mouth. Mm-hmm. And he'd wear that around. All right. So here with this week's editorial question of the week.
0: Editorial question of the week. Hey. Well, we've all had them a bad fast food experience Tell us your worst experience with consuming or buying or being at a fast food restaurant.
1: I'm just seeing it. I'm being near it. Driving by, smelling it in the road. <laughs> in we don't we road. don't
0: need any stories of the aftermath of eating a no, fast food meal. Yeah,
1: I don't want any any aftermath. Yeah. Am I the only one who hasn't had like some god awful experience at a fast food place? Maybe. I really honestly think that I've I grew up drinking nothing but Diet Coke. And I ate probably a lifetime quantity for about 10 or 12 humans of hot tamale candy between the years of 18 and 23. And so I think I have a very thick gelatinous coating on all of my internal organs. Yeah, the
2: high chew is certainly going to help.
1: I know, exactly. I can, you know, I can download stuff like nobody's business. So I think when something goes in, I mean, it's just smooth sailing till till it's all done. You've got a a hoof lining to (laughs) your stomach. Basically. You've eaten a lot of hooves in your day. And so I don't know. I haven't been negatively internally affected by fast food. I've had bad service. You know, I've seen dirty restaurants, but I've not been affected the way you have, I don't think. Yeah, I I've, I've run into some some situations. Yeah, maybe unfortunate we should situations. expand it
0: to restaurants in general. I'm thinking of uh, when we I went to New York and we were in a, a a nice Chinese restaurant and they were coming to refill the water and a cockroach went right in my brother-in-law's glass and the wait you know, the waiter saw it and immediately just grabbed the glass and walked away and never said a word about it. And like half of the people at the table didn't even see it happen, but of course you know, my brother in law was mortified, and the fact that they, they just brought him a new glass and they never said a word about it or anything. But like, it was a huge roach. It was in the water. I yeah,
3: was that's at,
1: just terrifying.
3: Yeah, I was at a Quiznos, and this was relatively recently.
0: And a fox walked in. <laughs> that happened. Coyote.
3: I I you know ordered my sandwich. I believe it was one of the Angus steaks and they run it through Mm. if you're familiar it is good (laughs) um and they run it through like this you know the little grill thing right because they do it the right way yeah other places do it the Mm -hmm. wrong way it's mm, toasty Mm -hmm. and so they come and it comes Mm -hmm. out of the little it comes out of the little (laughs) the deal okay and i I, got a toaster i take it and i'm at i'm go over to the pepper bar because that's what you do uh, especially if you're me, and you put peppers on the sandwich. And so I'm, I'm, I look down, and there is a, a huge dead roach right in the middle oh, of the sandwich.
0: baked in it.
3: And so I walk over, and it's jamming. It's lunchtime. It, it's packed. But the guy who runs this particular Quiznos is very... I don't know if the word is shy or meek, but he's very, like, intimidated, you know? Like, even when he's swiping your credit card, he's like, oh, okay, here you. Can you oh, sign, no. please? Yeah. Is it
2: the one we used to go to? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I and, know what you're talking and about.
3: And he, he's, he's probably in his 40s, 50s range. And I almost kind of feel bad for him because sometimes he's so intimidated by customers. But I'm, I'm left without choice here. So I bring my sandwich to him, and knowing that I'm in a packed restaurant, I'm trying to, in Quiznos, pretty small, trying to keep a fairly low profile about this thing. And I'm like, um, I think, you know, there's a, there's a bug in the sandwich <laughs> oh here. My gosh. And he looks at it and he's like, yep, he got, he got toasted. <laughs>
0: So, so I, think, Poor bug. I think
3: we're okay. Yeah, you don't want to yeah. eat a raw bug. So long story short, I, he ends up just he. I don't get my money back. He gives me a new sandwich, but I feel like I should get a sandwich and my money back. Yeah. Be- you should get or, a
1: sandwich for life.
3: Yeah, because I could have. I could have made that. That afternoon, hell for him because it was packed. There's 25 people in there. Was you the should have got there? your
0: money back and he a gift was. certificate to a different restaurant. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, different Quiznos altogether.
1: All right, so if you want to write in your horrifying restaurant experiences, uh, email us at editorial at magazine dot com or feedback at relevantmagazine dot com. Relevant news: We have uh, some big news. About a month ago, I announced it was coming. It's finally here. If you've been to magazine dot com in the last week, you saw our new. Uh, updated front page. We've added quite a bit of new content. We have a thing called the Daily Dose now, which is kind of the latest news, issues, and things that you know uh, you need to know about that day. Uh, original content from us. We also have uh, a, a new blog section, which uh, has some guest bloggers like Anne Berlin, Stephen Christian, and also Jason Boyette, Mark Steele. I do a mailbag every Friday. Kara and the editors have blogs as well. And we still have the intern blog going well. It's delightful. It- which is always fun. And and just some new things, some some new ways to help you interact with the content on the site. It's very much a work in progress. We're trying some new things. We're experimenting. Some stuff's working. Some things we're going to change. But it's a new season for the website, a lot more immediate content. We actually have now like little details, like we can put uh, pictures and slices and stuff, and it's a lot of fun. I, I do note,
2: that the web designers did not take my suggestion of having the dancing banana singing the peanut butter jelly song <laughs> at the animated gif right incorporated into the banner at the top, and I'm a little disappointed. I hope that's on its way. And that they just ran into some technical snags.
1: Yeah, well, we, um, you know, while it's under construction, uh, we're going to put up an animated GIF of some some construction things, like a shovel, right? Like moving. a little
2: a little guy digging.
1: Yeah, and like you know. some barricades and flashing orange lights and stuff. That's cool. A hard That's hat. That's very cool. A little traffic. A
0: village people song.
1: <laughs> I
2: was I was hoping it could still play peanut butter jelly time.
1: <laughs> Check out the podcast stuff page because we're actually moving that over. To be a new format, kind of more of a blog format, rather than kind of the rarely updated section that we had created, we're going to be migrating it over to a new, a new kind of way of doing it. So that's going to be a lot of a lot of fun. It'll so be way easier to update. Way easier, and we can instead of just doing it like once every month, we can do it a couple times a week. Just keep things updated as people send it in. So that'll be. A lot of fun. So uh, check that out. Uh, coming soon, we actually have a, if you saw the magazine, there's an announcement for an all-new relevant store, which will be launching, I think, the second week in July. It's not just going to be relevant products and stuff. It's actually going to be the, the best hand-selected independent stuff, music, art, uh, apparel, books, CDs. It's going to be a lot of fun as well. So that's in motion. That's kind of the next big thing coming. There are some other things after that. So um, a lot of things happening on our website. Coming up next week, we, you know, should the Lord Terry, we've, uh, <laughs> or we've the, got, babies, or the baby Terry's, we've got Kara's Bon Voyage episode for two months. It'll be a clip show <laughs> the whole of th- all your favorite Kara
0: moments. <laughs> just
1: <laughs> running together, and you yeah. won't be able to tell that it's it'll, clipped from one thing to another, right. so it just well, will be nonsense. It'll
2: have a loosely framed plot that serves as a paltry excuse for playing all the clips. I like, like it. The, hey, remember when blah, blah, blah? And then it'll play a bunch of clips like, yeah, but you always blah, blah, blah. A bunch more clips.
1: So you're so. going to narrate it?
2: Yes. It'll be 90%
1: clips. Okay, so that'll that'll uh, do it for this week's edition of the podcast. I'm Cameron Strang.
0: I'm Kerry Davis.
1: I'm Adam Smith. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week.
0: There you go. There you go. Peanut butter jelly.
3: Peanut butter jelly. Peanut
0: up on Peanut jail, jelly. Peanut butter jail, left. up on a jail, left. the up on a jail, left.